Living in a scientific age, we need citizens who know enough about science to make intelligent decisions about what they do. We've used science to, to prolong life, to increase security and happiness. But it can also be used for destruction. Are we going to use it constructively? It'll be up to you, and you too. Hey, Todd. Hello, Mark. With it, your selfie stick over there, I I'm you taking a picture. I'm gonna I'm gonna try so I'm, that when you go to China, you remember this. Exactly. <laughs> you remember we used to do a podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll set that up over here. How, how you been? I've been good. How have you been? I've been really well. Um, I gotta turn uh, it on and things. I'll, I'll do oh, that. Okay, yeah, the yeah, selfie man. stick goes yeah, down. Yeah, it's going down. <laughs> um. So many things have happened since we last talked. It's I been, know it's been a few weeks. I think it, it has been a long time. It seems maybe forever. almost a month. I don't remember. Uh, you know my my friend the pirate. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he had some moles on his back, and he went to the doctor. Oh no! And uh, he's like, "Hey, doc, uh, I've I've got these moles on me back." And the doctor, uh, he's like, "Well, let's take a look at them," and you know, does little little things and says, "Well, uh, they appear to be benign." And uh, Doc, uh, take a look again. There be ten. <laughs> wow, I barely forgot to to edit the front end of that. <laughs> That's the <laughs> that delayed a, response. A really delayed, small, tiny response. Um, <laughs> and then there was also the joke of um, the the one that I think you read. Yeah, already, I actually stumbled upon it in the show notes. Was uh, uh, while we were away, I got taken hostage by a, a gang of mimes uh they performed unspeakable acts on me <laughs> that's actually a good what is this that's actually a good segue speaking of mimes so uh <laughs> yesterday afternoon uh saturday this was saturday uh brian called me up at like or texted me at around five or so when i was inexplicably at Washington Square Mall buying pants, which what? I'll get to later. All right. Um, but he texted. He's like, uh, uh, Sarah and the baby are sick and we were supposed to go to this thing tonight. Do you want to come with? And uh, I had just spent all morning trying to walk Colin, who is the, the autistic boy that I work with, uh, bringing him to a, a new basketball camp. And he was nervous about that. And he Colin was saying, I don't want to meet any new people. And I was like, it'll be OK. We can do this. And then Brian calls, and the first thing I think is like, I don't want to meet any new people. And I'm like, you know what? I can do this. So it was some, I forget the guys. Now your selfie stick is going. <laughs> That'll be the show, <laughs> the show photo. Um, so I forget who it was a, f- a favorite musician of Brian's, but it wasn't necessarily a concert. It was kind of a fundraiser for this big project, uh, creative project that they're doing. And so it was called. Uh, guy and friends and so it was him who um sang a little bit at the end but he it was uh, it wasn't a circus theme but it was a performance art thing mm. so this, the, this can go wrong though it, <laughs> it 
Oh, it did. <laughs> so the first there was a the first guy who was actually a mime uh, that you brought up. He wasn't like <laughs> painted as a mime. He kind of looked like a like a Buster Keaton. You know, uh, had a suit on, like a brown suit, and had this suitcase and was doing a couple things with, but was making the suitcase either look like it was the suitcase was dragging him across stage, or then it was too heavy to push, and then it was like floating. And it was like it was so compelling and so. Good. There was that guy, a guy that did uh, a lasso, and he just did lasso tricks. He's some old guy okay. who apparently might have a beef with the Unipiper because, of course, there was me. I don't think there's any specifics. There's a few on of those out there. Yeah, th- that street culture thing is crazy. Um, and then there was another guy, I forget who who did something else that was like just very like old timey circus type tricks. And it was so fun to see in 2019, like everyone legitimately be entertained and like happy about like this suitcase is heavy and I can't lift it type <laughs> humor. And it was so great. Um, oh, you airdropped me. Uh, I'm trying to. Um, oh, I can decline or accept. Yeah. Oh, that give me power. Save to downloads. There you go. Nice. What a time to be alive. Oh, Not Nerd would be so proud of us right now. Speaking um, of Not Nerd, it's his birthday tomorrow. Um, what, oh, is it? Uh, Nate's, Nate's, Nate's birthday tomorrow. Nate's birthday tomorrow. Uh, well, happy Sorry. early birthday, or I guess it'll be late birthday. By the time <laughs> by this time happy this. birthday yesterday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hope someone so, gifted you the new Madonna album, which we'll talk about in a couple minutes. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, that's... But uh, um, the um, like vaudeville needs to be back I, yeah and that's what it reminded me of just people like doing fun things and it wasn't a super it was at the old church which I oh yeah never i love that to, which is a really beautiful great venue just old church and i walked in and it was like oh wow it's like every childhood church i like i spent and like the the old hallways with a bad yeah. linoleum and brown carpet that lead yeah. down the stairs to the and it was so funny because then you go into the the uh sanctuary i guess i don't know yeah. with, the, with all the benches and stuff like that but then just people drinking beer and wine and i was totally. like oh that's weird, weird. cognitive dissonance <laughs> so there were those guys which were really great and then there was um a what i what i told brian afterwards is every parent's fear when their child says i'm going to art school or i want to be be an artist so it, it's hard to explain he came out in i'll first try to describe it then i'll show you a video and, and you can maybe describe it like um wrapped in a giant nylon type bag that was kind of stuffed with balloons to make little circular appendages that kind of came out all over the place um here I my and I, my phone was full, my storage was full as this was happening. I'm like, dang, damn it! It's, but it was actively revolt. It was what, it would not trying. let me record it. But he came out at the end, and I'd cleared some space. So how would you describe? And it has black and white uh, lines and like bullseye type things. I didn't get too much. Oh much word. Of it. So how would you describe what you were seeing? And it's not very long. Um, it's like he's in a bag with yeah. I mean, you, you. It looks like an ame- uh, an amoeba, maybe with like little yeah. things coming off of it, or like a worm that has different segments growing off of it in all these different ways. And it, it's it's white cloth with black designs on it, and the designs kind of accent these little appendages. That yeah, are like so like there'll be a balloon off. appendage, and then they'll have like a bullseye type circles, circles or out whatever there with painted around lights. that. Yeah, so. Yeah. Yes, the bullseye was no. a theme yeah. because so he crawls out 
from behind the my audience. Own, this is my personal nightmare. It like, was everyone's is... nightmare. And so um, we, me and Brian, were the very front row <laughs> on the aisle. At first we were sitting in the wrong yeah. seats and then we figured out we were in those seats right up front. And so oh, I was word. the um, suitcase guy did interact with me, but like he was doing a thing where like the suitcase is getting away and like it was going to be crashing into my face. And I was like, that was fine. And now none of the others will engage me because like I've already been <laughs> tapped for that. Um so the guy in the in the zebra stripe whatever he's crawling out from behind the audience and you can hear all the balloons squeaking around <laughs> you hear a balloon pop because his oh. knee gets on it he can't see and everything is too narrow for his costume oh. and so he's just running into it and finally he gets up on stage and he's making animal noises which is my least favorite thing in the world right. is humans doing animal noises uh, and he crawls up on stage and he's making all these like yowling and growling and and he births himself out of this <sighs> costume and he's wearing um, like he's a super skinny guy and wearing uh, little tiny, tiny biker shorts, a vest made of, you know, that camouflage netting that they'll put over like over a box yep, or whatever yep. a wearing a vest made of that a black full mask with the eyes cut out and then with some of the black and white lines on his mask okay so now he's out of this pod thing that he crawled in on and he clumsily at the front of the stage had something covered and like he has to he, he takes out and has to laboriously assemble this tiny puppet theater. So we're all watching him for like a full minute as he's like rattling around and he puts these tiny little baby things on his hand and like does a little puppet. And that was kind of amusing. But then like he has these other puppet marionette puppets that he made and is just growling and none of it makes sense. And then he takes this black paint maybe and just gets it all over his hands and cover covers his feet up to his ankles and his hands up to his wrists in black paint as he's like yowling and writhing around this is three feet in front of me this this is terrible and it is it was so crazy and it goes on and on and at the end which he wanted to be his his big dramatic clothes he wanted like whatever is happy he had a, a little light bar pointed at his little puppet theater and so at the very end he wanted his final thing to be like lights out and so like he did the whatever thing but then like fumbled around with the light in front of it and then there are like these two other side lights and it took him like a good 20 seconds and nobody knew if that was the end and so everybody's just staring at him in silence as he's like putting his stuff away sadly in a box because no one clapped for his performance oh, oh no and then so he puts all his stuff away and then stands up and then like in this super thick french what i thought was german which would have explained everything but it was like <laughs> what i think was a french accent you know thank you very much and this and made like one announcement about the big project that they were all working on and like went away and i was like wow <laughs> like wow what do you do with that and so there was a little intermission and so I went and got some water and went to the bathroom and walked past the table that some of the other performers were selling their stuff at. And I see the guy who does not have an accent. 
Oh, no. And I was furious. Because, like, if this is some, like, European artsy bullshit, like, fine. Like, it's something I don't get. But, like, it's just a guy. From Washougal. From Washougal, who ended that performance (laughs) with a French accent and is now selling, like, something at the merch table. (laughs) It was so crazy. I'd be so mad. The whole thing. I was like, Brian... That guy does not have an accent. <laughs> but it was good. And then like the guy, it was like one of Brian's fi- favorite singers or whatever. And so he talked about the project and came up and it was really fun. And I'm glad I went. But yeah, it was out of the blue that that, that, that wow. happened last night. So Wow. Oh, that was last night. Yeah, that was last night. Ugh. So I'm fresh off of that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I know. <sighs> uh, have you heard anything about the this new Chernobyl documentary? The documentary? No, I've heard about or on a HBO. Show? Yeah. There's a series on. So what is that? Everybody's. It's a. Everybody's learning that Chernobyl was a thing. Um, there was. There's a whole generation of people that have never heard the word. So Chernobyl. this isn't the Chernobyl story has changed. Like we've <laughs> found out. Like no, it's a. It's okay. A, it's a. It's just drama a documentary. Drama documentary. <laughs> yeah, it's drama. It's Doc- a dramatized documentary. It's like a ten-part right. series it goes into all docu series, maybe docu series. Yeah, um, but a biopic, uh, a bi- biopic, biopic. <laughs> I never know which one. I never know. So uh, yeah, it's on HBO. It's apparently done really well. Okay, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't know it. if it was like we just found out some new like <clears throat> nothing, crazy information. Nothing new. It's just the you know the millennials kids are now okay learning that Chernobyl was. A thing. I had to. So I found a couple uh, VHSs. And one of them was um, like a how to do genealogy. I haven't watched it yet. It's I've been house sitting, so I don't have a VCR with me. So I have all these fascinating VHSs that I don't know what's on them. But one of them is a genealogy thing, which I'm assuming will be from the Mormon church since they're very into genealogy. And I showed Colin's older brother and he's like, I've heard that word, but I don't know what it is. And I said, well, back before you could plug yourself into a computer and have it tell you that the last six million years of your heritage, you had to like figure out your own family tree and like go to the library and read obituaries and find out whose parent it was like, and it was really hard. And yeah. so like, and then I told him about Mormonism and how they like that, their whole thing with genealogy. And yeah, it was interesting to see like he had no concept of, wow. of what that was or will he need to right? like what a, what a pointless hobby at this point. <laughs> Just <laughs> type me up. You mean a subscription to ancestry? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's genealogy. Just spit in this cup. How did right. Why was that so confusing? <laughs> um, but speaking of things that the kids don't have any awareness of, I have been trying to explain to him who Madonna is. He's oh, like right. 18 and I'm trying to contextualize like how big of a thing she was. And like she's to a lesser extent still, but still around and like yeah. just what that culture was like. And there's... Yeah, we don't have superstars anymore to the degree that Michael Jackson and Madonna I would say existed. probably Beyonce is the closest, but I don't know if she's an <clears throat> international. Well, she must be, I guess. She, but. She's international, but um, Madonna you know, and Michael Jackson were just so pervasive on every everything you know, yeah and then commercials and was, and even was, those big like boy bands now that are all coming out of japan that are huge it's like they're not having 
that same impact. They might have the same amount of people at this point, but it's not that global impact and of a thing. And everybody across the board listened to them. It wasn't, here's something for young people or for this ethnicity or this country. It was everybody listened to Michael Jackson. Right. Just thriller album was just Everywhere. handed out when you were born. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was stapled to your diapers. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go. Here you go. But yeah, so Madonna, I guess uh, fittingly for Pride Month, her, her new album came out on Friday. And so you have listened to it, actually. It I sounds did. Like. Yeah, I listened to so it. So what did Friday. you think of it? Um, <clears throat> It was much slower and calmer than I had expected. Yeah. Um, uh, and I don't know if I made it through the whole album. I was listening to it at work <laughs> yeah, and yeah. just doing some work while, and so it was, it was kind of quiet and, and, um, and then there were just really random <laughs> things, uh, that, that because of the calmness of the rest of the album, they stuck their heads up really tall. And, That's true. I didn't and, think of it that way. And, uh, like really, it's it, so it, it didn't seem contiguous or um, like here is an, uh, an, an album. album, right? You know, it, it so I like was a, confused. I went to, well, I don't understand when they stopped because it was always movies come out on Friday. Albums have always come out on Tuesdays since like the history, like for decades, albums have always come out on Tuesday. And so no idea that that was a thing. Yeah. And so I did, it never made sense to me. I'm sure there's some algorithm that told them that was the best day. Right. Uh, so I dutifully went to target on <laughs> this past Tuesday only to find out that the album came out Friday. And so did Bruce Springsteen's new one. And so I don't know if like the whole industry just, or if I guess album releases aren't a thing anymore because I was so confused on how to consume this album because usually i mean i don't buy a lot of music and so usually every four years madonna puts out a record i'll get it i'll listen to it a couple times and like okay but now like you don't release one single and then five months later another one like she released four songs i think because beyonce now just drops all album like a whole album and all the videos all at once so you have to do that but then you don't like I wanted you couldn't experience like I'm listening to this new album. It was it's just really, really strange. But and then the whole album is on YouTube. Like you can just huh. listen to it from the official Madonna channel. It's like here's the entire album, which huh. is crazy, too. Right. Huh. But then it's not, I guess it's the same as Spotify. Do they they must get clicks Same. per listening or whatever yeah exactly but they don't come i know i probably come i don't know if we had a show the last time a madonna album came out but so i get the cd and i look through the booklet because that's what i always do you know and read all the liner notes and like the production notes and the special thanks and all the all the borrowed clips that they use a 10 page booklet not one credit not even a photography credit for the pictures you're looking at what there are no liner notes, and it's like, for credits, go to Madonna.com. No credits there. I had to go to Wikipedia, and, like, people have cobbled together production notes. It's crazy. There are no production notes. What? At all. There's. I would understand if there wasn't also a booklet, but there's, a, like, a 10-page booklet. Find those things online. 
But I couldn't. <laughs> it doesn't exist. Find those things online. I guess. So anyway, it's an interesting the album. Do we know anything about the eye patch? Does she have pink eye? Everybody has just conjunctivitis. <laughs> Fashionable <laughs> conjunctivitis. So yeah, she, she does have uh, many new looks this time too, which is very exciting. One of them being the X-encrusted eye patch for her Madame X uh, personas. But there be 10. There be 10, <laughs> brother. Oh, is that why you picked that joke? <laughs> it wasn't, but uh, just a happy coincidence right there. <laughs> uh, but it, the and I won't go on and on about the album because I know nobody cares but me and maybe Nate Heath because he's a DJ. Uh, so maybe he'll play some of these bangers at his club. But it was completely a world album, like a world music album. Huh. Like half of it's from Colombia, half of it's in Spanish. The previous one. No, this new one. Oh. So there's like three duets with some Colombian. This is my new favorite music music genre called reggaeton. <laughs> no, so, and then there's another one from a, uh, some singer in, I think from Brazil. Um, there's Portuguese mu- music. There's like African drum music. It's like this weird world album filtered through electronica filtered through Madonna. So it's an interesting album. And uh, I didn't, I don't, didn't know if I liked that at first, but let's do it a couple times now. And it's actually pretty interesting. So hmm. except for the worst thing that ever happens, which is this. Is that her voice, you think? Yeah, it is her voice. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I know this I know to stop that song at that point. Because before that, I really like <clears throat> the song is like really cool. Anyway. Okay, so I'm just an old curmudgeon now. Yeah. Um and I I watched uh, videos on TikTok of yes, of, you you uh, always just, send me them, and I always have to, and I don't have the app, so it's like this crazy laborious process to look at those, <laughs> which I love. I, uh, so TikTok uh, is a Chinese app, or it originated as a Chinese app called Douyin, and uh, they made the English version, the American version, and uh, released that. So on my Chinese phone at work, I've got the Chinese version, and and they're kind of similar and kind of the same kind of people. The American version right now, starting about a week ago, there's a new dance that the young people are doing. Really? And it's stupid. <laughs> it's the stupidest It's not thing. a Fortnite dance that you just didn't... I don't know. It oh, could be. What does the dance look like? Well... <laughs> you stand up to hold oh. your selfie stick and do it so we can all watch the video. <laughs> so they they do this thing where they, they throw an imaginary ball up in the air. Okay. And then they, they <laughs> catch it. And they do this stop motion... <laughs> thing where they kind of cross their arms in front of them and, and that's that's the whole thing like you're gonna throw dice but you stop halfway through yeah yeah and freeze frame well, dice throw. and that's all that does it repeat or that's just like the finishing move uh like do depends. they they throw that action in it's not the one where they're going like now we're just dancing <laughs> each other, which no one can see <laughs> So while you best podcast ever, <laughs> uh, while you find that, why don't we listen to the actual worst thing Madonna has ever done? Oh, I hate this song. Did you find it? No. Okay. That's gonna flag us. 
<laughs> totally is. I do uh, like that song though. Outside of that, um, unpopular opinions. <laughs> so well, um, should I move on? And, yeah, and, we should move okay. on. Well, I'll, let's get I'll into some uh, into some news. Uh, we'll talk about China maybe in a little bit. Uh, your upcoming trip. Um, oh, one last thing. Yeah. Um, so uh, my friend Keelan, uh, who um, is a is a hip hop performance here uh, performer here in town, uh, is putting it together a new video and asked for people to show up. And so I thought, well, that'll be fun. And so last Sunday, I believe, uh, went downtown and helped him with the video shoot. And there was a part where uh, they wanted us to wear kind of military stuff. So I got to wear my big uh, one of my big, huge, long wool overcoat uh, army overcoats that I uh, yeah. have, which are really cool. And so we're getting ready to kind of uh, do our little um, our little section. And the worst nightmare comes up as me and a couple other people who are going to all kind of dress similar as we're getting ready. They hand us these uh, costume helmets <laughs> What to put on, you know, little okay. just round army helmets. And normally I know everyone's thinking, well, why? How is that such a problem? So now I have to tell them in front of everyone, my head is going to be too small for that. <laughs> and they're like, no, just no, no, put no, it no. on. And you, I said, it's going to be too small. It's not adjustable. <laughs> and so I had to put it on. And you've seen me in hats. Like everyone thinks, oh, it, you know, it'll just, it looks absurd. It looks like a tiny child a wearing Andre the Giant's hat. <laughs> <laughs> And so I'm like, look, it's it, it's gonna look dumb. And so they had, you know, the um, like the Israeli or or Palestinian type scarf, uh, with kind of fringed on the edge. It's kind of yeah. that heavy. They had one of those that I then had to wrap several times. This heavy shawl around my head several times, <laughs> and then have this kind <laughs> this kindly woman. <laughs> older black woman <laughs> help me oh. put this thing around my head as everybody stared and laughed at the poor <laughs> white kid whose head was too tiny to fit in an adults so uh when that video does eventually come out you will be able to see me walk by with this giant scarf uh, <laughs> sticking out from uh it still did look a little uh, military but it, oh my gosh it was so funny <laughs> just knowing that everybody <laughs> is gonna have to find out about my tiny head <laughs> uh did you find a video yet? not not yet I'm all right well keep going moving on to the news a watchdog group says the fbi has access to about 640 million photographs including driver's license passports and mugshots that can be searched using their facial recognition technology the figure reflects how the technology is becoming an increasingly powerful law enforcement tool, but is stirring fears about the potential authorities to intrude on the lives of Americans. Uh, it was reported by the Government Accountability Office, which I'm sure keeps busy, uh, at the congressional hearing in which, by, in which both Democrats and Republicans raised questions about the use of technology. Kimberly Del Greco, a deputy assistant with the FBI, says the Bureau has strict policies for using facial recognition. She says it's used only when there's an FBI investigation or assessment which can precede a formal investigation. When using the state databases, the FBI submits so-called probe photos and then states conduct search to yield uh, potential results. Uh, she said, facial recognition is a tool that when used properly can greatly enhance law enforcement capabilities and protect public safety. So, so my problem with 
uh, one of my <laughs> all many of problems with with all of it. A lot of people bemoan um, China and their use of facial recognition to do things in their social credit system and and some pretty draconian things that they do, but they're public about the fact that they're doing it. Right. And everybody is aware. Right. And they don't have a choice in it. It's not, but we. There's a transparency about it. We think we have. Privacy. Like a democracy or, or, or like we have democratic values and more and more we're seeing those eroded and in the, the big yeah yeah the so, big so you're saying open borders is what you're saying that's exactly what i'm saying is uh let's just flood in the brown people and i saw one of the very republican uh kids that i went to high school with uh who I haven't seen since high school post a a very heartfelt thing about i have just come to the conclusion that democrats and liberals have mental disorders and just went on and on about it i'm like good grief <laughs> Uh, so yeah I, and it's 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 weird to think that like if for some reason someone wanted to like always know where I was you can just follow me on security cameras and then driving right. down the road and then I mean you can't be anywhere right without it uh, it's for our safety we've always been at war with Eurasia here's kind of uh, this okay, guy so kind of does it so he's He's dancing. He's doing a little jig and turn up the volume, and then he finishes it off with this bunk, and it's oh that thing. That is that kind of like a that might be like the old two old white guys discuss nineties hip hop, (laughs) like the old b boy like throwing down your hands. It kind of looks like you're throwing dice, but you're like pointing. I wonder if it's just a little offshoot of that. Could be like the old school hip hip hop. I don't anyway. know. <laughs> anyway, uh, the Oakland City Council. See, here's another story. Oakland City Council effectively de- decriminalizes psychedelic mushrooms. So this, we had a story last time, uh, last month in Denver. Uh, voters approved of a similar ballot initiative that decriminalizes the quote magic mushrooms. Uh, but Oakland is broader than Denver's. Denver's initi- uh, initiative decriminalizes the use and possession of mushrooms containing the compound psilocybin where Oakland refers to ethnogenic plants or entheogenic plants in general, which uh, includes mushrooms and other plants and fungi containing or containing psychoactive substances. So it's kind of confusing because they're calling it decriminalized, but then it's always, we're just putting, this is the lowest law enforcement priority in the city of Oakland. So I think they're just like, unless you're selling mushrooms on a street corner like right two people then you're not allowed to but it's just i feel like i maybe just because i'm old but i i feel like the the mushroom decriminalizing mushrooms is going too fast like i i don't feel like with marijuana it, it seems steady enough that we were finding out more about it kind of as we went and i don't maybe i was maybe i was in the bathroom when the country like did a bunch of research on psychedelic mushrooms that suddenly we realized that I mean, they must not be addictive, fatal or right. addictive yeah. or because I know LSD you can overdose on. Correct. Can you? Uh, Did Dare lie to me? Probably. I don't know. I know. It seems like they're more dangerous than they are 
I don't know. I don't know anything about them. I guess is what it comes up. So, but they, it isn't just seems, LSD like acid. Though, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, that, and that's a a um, a chemical that is produced in a lab. Yeah. To do so, and and not so, just growing out of the earth. Exactly. And so, I think most of the discussions around decriminalizing and and allowing our THC, uh, CBD, and and these magic mushrooms are like. Yeah, you know, God made them. Yeah, and it's guess okay. what? Guess what will kill you? Actual mushrooms. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. <laughs> we Toad found the stools, one that won't right. cool you. <laughs> that won't kill you. Um, it makes you. I just can't. I mean, and it'll be nice because that'll it just opens stuff up to more research, which we'll find out if they actually do anything. And there has been leads that it could uh, uh, substance help with um, different sort of mental illnesses and stuff like that. So I'm just glad that it's allowed to be studied now. Cool. So I've got. Uh, kind of a parallel um, uh, story regarding machine learning. Uh, machine learning has is working on sound words to predict psychoses. Huh. So um, a machine learning method discovered a hidden clue in people's language predictive of the later emergence of psychosis. The frequent use of words associated with sound a paper published by the Journal of Schizophrenia. Uh, My favorite a, journal. <laughs> the, there's a joke there, I'm sure. Um, the <laughs> findings. <laughs> one of my two favorite journals? I don't know how that one goes. <laughs> Who are the authors? No, that because, yeah, I guess <laughs> people always mix uh, schizophrenia with, with multiple, multiple personalities. Person. I guess uh, I love that magazine. No, I don't. <laughs> exactly. There we go. Published the findings by scientists at Emory, Harvard, and Harvard University. And so they've... Um, they're putting deep learning and we've talked about um, <clears throat> the deep learning algorithms and uh, uh, the blue, uh, deep blue doing oh, yeah, go yeah. and, and um, the IBM uh, Watson uh, program looking at medical and looking at um, uh, things for the police force and, 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 cold cases and, and right. things like that. And they're starting to find things. Uh, you know, computers are starting to put dots well, together. Well, didn't we, we had that story, like facial recognition can tell if you're gay or whatever. <laughs> so like, you are a gay psychotic because you look like this and said these words. Exactly. And like they'll haul you off into the gulag. So far, they, uh, they say that it's finding 93% accuracy. Wow. So, um, and so these are really so based on the sound or based on the actual word or what are they? They. So it's trying to hear these these subtleties in conversations when people with people is like trying to see microscopic germs with your eyes. The automated techniques we've developed is a really sensitive tool to detect these hidden patterns. Huh. And so um, that's fascinating. Showed that the automated analysis of two language variables, more frequent use of words associated with sound, and speaking with low semantic density or vagueness, can predict whether an at-risk person will later develop psychosis with ninety-three percent accuracy. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, it's. I mean, it's. It's so. It's so interesting how every time we uncover something or have a tool that learns something. It's just another layer of complexity that we're just completely unaware of. Yeah. And 
and we we are actively dealing with uh, health related stuff in our household as Nick is trying to diagnose uh, kind of a chronic problem that manifests in weird little aches and yeah. brain fog and and uh, this neck pain and the you know the Bell's palsy and all these things and when we go to the doctor the doctor deals with well this symptom means this yeah and okay well it's not that all right let's talk about another symptom and let's start fresh from there you know is is yeah. kind of the approach and dealing with each one individually and and they try and do some some broader uh diagnoses as well but I just feel like if Watson were able to ingest all of the symptoms simultaneously and objectively without objectively, it setting his brain down a path that exactly. Uh, oh, well, you know, it can't well, it must be, be Lyme be, disease because, right. you know, or whatever it's, it's what about um, Epstein Barr? Uh, Colin's older brother was just diagnosed with that, which is a form of fati- uh, chronic fatigue syndrome, but it uh, syndrome, but it's a virus, I think, which wow. I didn't know. Um, so yeah, that's what Michael's dealing with too. He's like, I'm just tired and I'm getting terrible headaches and that poor kid has had more medical problems. And so I feel like Watson slash AI slash, you know, big data kind of things will help diagnose these kind of situations. Oh, hi doggy. Much better and more holistically and much, you know, be able to find that little yeah. needle in the haystack to go, oh, well, it's Our this. Our bodies are just so weird and there's no way to, right. I mean, I guess I always pictured, and maybe this is it, like if there was a way to have the doctor inhabit your body so that right. it knows exactly what you're feeling. Exactly. And then jump out or whatever and fix you. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> so, but speaking of medical things. Yep. So I have, I'm clutching my elbow, elbow. my left elbow. I have uh, bursitis, it's called. So look on my elbow here. Touch that. This part? No, right here. Oh, no. Yes. So (laughs) I know I'm a monster. So on my left elbow, there is, um, how how big is that? You know those caps you turn, those those little uh, plastic cups? that you turn inside out and they pop up those little toys. Um, you turn them inside out and put them on the table and they pop back into, yes. and they pop it. It's yeah. about that size. It's the only thing I can think of. You know, the thing that everybody, <laughs> the random thing that I got at a conference <laughs> once from, Oh my gosh, I was in college. I put one of those on my forehead and I left uh, a giant circle bruise on my head for like a week and a half. Uh, is it Lent? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At this Dutch reformed <laughs> school, but it's about uh, or the, like the size of a silver dollar, I guess, if it was a a domed flat earth type silver dollar, but it's filled with a fluid. So it it doesn't hurt, but hurts I looked me. up, it hurts me, but it's just this big fluid pocket. So that's what I searched. <laughs> I shame searched on Google <laughs> weird fluid, fluid bump elbow. <laughs> And that led me to bursitis. So bursa, Mark, are little pockets of fluid that are all around your body, usually your joints, to protect uh, protect them from movement. And if one gets irritated, so I actually probably do have this in my shoulder from when I fell, uh, it can uh, inflame the bursa a little bit, which itis means inflammation of the bursa. So it's this... this and- I'm sure that that's the Latin... 
the Italian for for uh, fl- the, gross for, fluid pocket gross. on your elbow <laughs> no, is borsa is uh, the oh. word for bag. Oh uh, yeah, and so I bet that there's some relation there's a relation there. there. Yeah, because that's what it is, and it's just it's ugh. so it it's tender, but I can't lean my elbow on anything because I think because I drive around so much and suddenly it's summer, I'm putting my elbow directly like my pointy elbow directly on the armrest by the door. And I think that just dug into it. Cause usually I've had like three coats on and there's enough padding there, but I don't have any other padding on my elbow except for now this giant, disgusting, that is disgusting ball of fluid. Have you seen the, the growth coming out of my knee? <gasps> no. So. And I was, <laughs> is it, <laughs> we're so gross. Is it harder or soft? Okay. Oh my gosh, it's hard as a rock. Oh, gross. It's like a it's like a second kneecap. <laughs> and I wipe it off my fingers. You made me touch But I yours. know. Mine's mine's like a fluidy bag though. But my uncle does have little um little fluid like how dogs get them, little fluid pockets yeah. around. So uh and then so I showed someone at church this morning and they were all grossing out. And this older this lady in her I she has to be in her upper 60s. From across the room, I heard her whisper to the other person that's something old people get. <laughs> I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> oh, my gross bursa. <laughs> anyway, maybe cannabis awesome. cannabis oil or CBD powder, powder I'm sure will cure <clears throat> that. Uh, this is a couple weeks old, but I sent it out to you guys as soon as I, uh, as soon as I saw it cl- uh, go across my transom. Don't freak out. The iconic Portland Steak Strip House, the Acropolis, has closed, but only temporarily. So this article is a panic swept across social media last night with reports that the Southeast McLaughlin Institution was shut down, but they're just renewing their uh, OLCC liquor license, apparently. Yeah, so the the proprietor of the Acropolis passed away. As, oh, okay. Uh, and so they're, they're kind of doing a restructuring. Um, so when they lowered his casket into the grave, they played the <laughs> da dun da da dun 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 That's what I'm assuming strippers dance to still, right? It's 1920. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's like tassels, right? Tassel, right, exactly. That's what they do. Burlesque. There's <laughs> so um our friends Mark and Pam, uh moved up here uh two years ago from northern california so they you know recent uh uh, uh, transplants into the portland metro area and um they texted us on like a thursday they're like we've heard about this steak place will you go with us to the acropolis (laughs) and nick and i jump on the chance of course gosh and so what they had heard uh, and what they interpreted that hearing of is, oh, there's great steaks at the Acropolis. And they interpreted that as this is a steakhouse. Like this is the chart this house. Is, you yeah. Know, kind of, you know, this is. Ruth I was going to call it Ringling. Ringlers. 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 The Ringling Brothers. The Ringling Brothers. <laughs> uh, this is Ruth Chris with tasteful strippers in the corners. <laughs> right. <laughs> You know, those places. <laughs> those places. It's Portland. <laughs> it's true. Portland weird. You know, <laughs> that's okay. true. High class steak place with strippers is right. what, they're, what they're thinking. <laughs> and uh, we'd been there before and we knew that that wasn't the case. And <laughs> so, so you wanted to watch them realize I that. 
watch the whole r- reveal. <laughs> And it was amazing. Um, so yes, well, it may shock you that I've never actually been to the Acropolis, yeah. uh, but not bad. the only reason I know is that it's uh, next to the Selwood Outlet bins. It is. You turn and and that um, uh, that this article finishes. Uh, the owner of the neighboring vegan strip club, the Casa Diablo yep. Two. Uh, have been locked in a Hatfield McCoy like feud with the A crop for years. Aww. So yeah, I knew that the Steakhouse strip club was right next to the vegan strip house, Indeed. which is pretty funny. But anyway, so I guess look forward to their steaks again soon. I can't imagine that it wasn't good. Oh we, really? We, <laughs> so <laughs> really? That night apparently <laughs> was an off night. <laughs> yeah. I don't even have an appropriate sound effect or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Wilhelm scream, totally. All right. Wow. All right. Well, Infowars, uh, who uh, co-opted, they must pay Pepe the Frog creator $15,000 and never sell Pepe the Frog merch again. So Infowars is, is the conspiracy theorist uh, um, website, or I guess brand or whatever the media company from Alex Jones. So they finally settled a lawsuit about that, about how um, 4chan and, and apparently there's an H-chan. <laughs> if, what? If, if four of the chans are not <laughs> enough, you can go deeper, which I can't imagine anything more no, terrifying. There's a, there's a user named 8chan. Is that? No, this says uh, share digital real estate on anonymous image boards like 4chan and 8chan. Huh. So it must be oh. the millennial <laughs> 4chan. Next will be 16 Chan. But anyway, I thought that was really interesting how there was this comic, I guess, uh, um, just called Peppy the Frog. And he looked like a stone frog of some sort that was co-opted by the alt-right and the uh, the Nazi, the neo-Nazi movement. And they started using him, uh, that Peppy the Frog meme in their propaganda. And the poor creator is like, um... <laughs> Pepe's not a Pepe's not a racist frog, which is something you'd only hear in 2018, I guess. Um, but good for him. Finally, finally was able to at least get some. The whole Infowars thing is fascinating to yeah. me because they were brought to trial, and the trial, he and his lawyer argued against the claim with the fact that he plays a character. He can't be defaming people because it's parody. It would be like his, when Stephen Colbert had his uh, right. Comedy Central show. It was a character that said outrageous things. Right. And that was their defense. And then they're back on the air doing the same thing. And people listen to it in the same way. Yeah. And and so they, they go back and they're like, wink, wink. We, we snuck by him because I'm not really a character. Yeah. Well, with, you can't. Uh, that whole, that guy is thing. just certifiably insane. So yeah. go go enjoy Alex Jones while you still can, I guess. <clears throat> um, possibly the <gasps> only known recording of artist Frida Kahlo. Frida Kahlo was uh, oh, speaking of Madonna, her her new album cover kind of evokes it does. Frida Kahlo. It does very um, much look like Frida. Oops, I just clicked on the wrong window. Uh, so the National Sound Library of Mexico has found what it says could be the first known voice recording recording of artist Frida Kahlo. If you don't know who Frida Kahlo is, um, she was known for her self-portraits uh, with her unibrow, her very prominent unibrow. Yep. So um, that's probably how you know her. 
The recording was found in the pilot of El Bachelier, a 1955 radio show that I would like to say is just The Bachelor, but in <laughs> Sp- in Mexico in 1955. Uh, the show featured in uh, the show featured a profile of Diego Rivera, who is Kahlo's muralist husband. Uh, the voice thought to be the painters can be heard reading a text called Portrait of Diego. Authorities will continue to investigate to make sure it is Callow's voice. Uh, she died in 1954, and the radio show notes the audio uh, is the voice of the artist who no longer exists. Um, what? Anyway, it might have been uh, made in 1954 or 1953, so that would be interesting. It's weird to, like, the 1950s wasn't, like, recording equipment had been around for... 75 years right you'd think at some point she would have like walked by someone <laughs> doing a podcast and her voice would be in the background um i won't leave uh read this whole article but comcast has to pay millions after a judge find it illegally bilked customers out uh of not out of money i guess but uh 445,000 times they illegally build uh their customers uh for 85 uh total of 85 million dollars so um and they have to pay a nine million dollar fine. So they are, they are uh, in the clear by several million dollars if they only have to pay nine million, and they took eighty five million from its customers. <laughs> so uh, that's in the last Farrell's Ice Cream Parlor, which was in Brea, California, uh, has shut down. Now this article, I'm going to read as much as I can because it took me forever to get it copied because the first 20 news sources all do that thing where we see you're using an ad blocker and like you can't use. So finally I was able to click fast enough to rec- to copy it and paste it. But it was the last, the last ferals, which was invented or uh, created by that guy who lived in Portland um, is done. Uh, ferals is synonymous with the tragic memory. What? Oh, the this article takes crash? it in the. Oh, yeah. I guess you know about that. In the no, Sac- I just read it on your oh, uh, the, screen. I've never heard that before. <laughs> in the Sacramento area, Farrell's is synonymous with the tragic memory. On uh, September 24, 1972, a Korean War era F-86 Sabre attempted to lift off from the airport, but instead crashed into the Farrell's across the street. Oh, my goodness. Twelve children and ten adults were killed. Wow. The tragedy. What year was that? 1972. Huh. The tragedy raised awareness for the lack of burn treatment facilities in Sacramento. Oh. Well. <laughs> There's always that. <laughs> did not expect that in my <laughs> Farrell's ice cream <laughs> scream shutting down story, but here we are. So that's sad. That was yeah. a. So we, we, <coughs> that was the staple to go to, you know, we went there at least once a year. Yeah. And it was always for my birthday. And I only went once or twice. I think I remember yeah. going with my neighbor, my neighbor's Jeff birthday and you got the trough, which is their famous. <laughs> ice cream in a bathtub and, or whatever it was right yeah exactly Nine bananas and would, sticking out of it and play the siren and they'd run around they got the big bass drum rah, 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 thing rah, that they yeah, would yeah. pound and uh they always had a player piano oh, yeah. that you could choose the scroll and load the scroll yeah. in and put a dime in player and pianos are so cool they really we used to uh, we had friends that have vacation uh cabin in idlewild california which is I up love, in the mountains and they had a player piano in their cabin and just with all of the, the old pumps with the pumps yeah. and you had to put the hook on the thing and it, yep. uh, it was so cool um lastly i have a feeling that our future is going to look a lot like this um i took a picture yesterday of a mcdonald's uh, order board 
that had like the Windows blue screen of error (laughs) right over the top. Well, Target experienced a gigantic (gasps) uh, crash. So Target cash registers were back online after a two-hour systems outage on Saturday that left exasperated shoppers venting frustrations online. Uh, The temporary outage earlier today, they said, was a result of an internal technology issue that lasted for two hours. They worked uh, to fix it, blah, blah, blah. I don't understand... It's incredible how one thing can cause a nationwide. I mean, isn't that the point of having these things is having them localized? <clears throat> I mean, is this our well, future? Like someone yeah. unplugs one thing right. from a wall in Provo, Utah, straight, straight out of airplane. I know this. Cackling like, yeah, I mean, that is. Yeah. If I, like, I don't if know. All I, you have to do is unplug something and we all go and insane. It's, it's usually something you know, there's going to be something in common with, you know, routing of data, uh, basically, is you you want to have centralized data for inventory management and cost controls and, and things like that. But you want the redundancy of, you know, they've got hundreds and hundreds of stores. They, they need to be able to be <laughs> a store resilient. And, and it's weird them. that you can't. Yeah bypass it in any way right i is like you just the stores stopped that's crazy (laughs) it's insane so there's 1800 locations oh my word uh, for target thankfully on friday when i bought the new madonna Madonna album uh, everything was working fine except for the person that looked at me (laughs) crazy because i'm buying a physical cd in 2019 (laughs) (laughs) what year is it what is this so um we're in the uh, in the very very beginning of an election cycle, and we have how many Democratic uh, presidential like candidates? Twenty two. Twenty two. Twenty three. And um and so what I put together is a little game that I call. Oh wait, before we get into there, yeah, um, we'll do because uh, Brian will be coming on, so I'll I'll insert. Okay. I'll uh, insert whatever the Unipiper is a surprise. I don't know what's Unipiper. Be. The Unipiper. I bear. Oh. Unipiper. Oh, these buttons are just not big enough. I barely knew her. Oh, with the not nerd voice, dude. That was very pleasant. Um, actually, I think the not nerd podcast will probably be talking about the target, um, the target outage uh, coming up too. So go to notnerd.com and download their podcast manually, like I do. <laughs> but also, I want to talk a little bit about Sonic Sketches, yes. which uh, lets you display your favorite song as a beautiful piece of visual art. They're really cool. They take the waveform of your favorite song or your favorite sound. If you have a personal thing, you can record and send them in, and it will uh, they'll display them. That you can either get a three-panel uh, three version or a neat um, single-panel version. Uh, each one comes with a little background liner note. Speaking of liner notes, Sonic Sketches has way better liner notes than the new Madonna album because it actually <laughs> contains information like details of the song itself <laughs> uh, and a brief explanation. I should ask him for the brief explanation on how sound waves work because um, that comes also with, with every single order. Uh, they are made here in Portland, Oregon. They're really cool and are really, uh, you, I guess you missed Father's Day as this is today as we're recording welcome this. To Father's so Day. Welcome to Father's Day. Uh, get your father a belated Father's Day <laughs> gift. Uh, but go visit sonicsketches.com. Uh, support us. Support the show. If you want free shipping anywhere in the United States, you can use the promo code Mark Todd. So Mark go to Todd. sonicsketches.com. 
uh, and check out their stuff because it is really cool. So we'll throw to the Unipiper here. Uh, and when we come back, Mark has a surprise apparently about the election. So this will be fun. We'll see in a little bit. Okay, so Brian's here. <laughs> Brian, how would you describe the performance art that we saw last night? The what was it? He wrote something on his chalkboard at the very end. Extinction song. Extinct. Yeah, extinction song. And then okay. he proceeded to not really sing. <laughs> um, I would describe it as uh, everything about it was. Uh, it, he wanted to portray that no thought was put into it, but when you started to actually analyze it, you could tell that every little detail, a lot of thought had been put into it. Right. See, <laughs> and I didn't get that. I didn't get the um, the sense that he wanted it to be like a fluid thing that was organic because it was so. It was so art school. Yeah. I think put together every little piece uh, th- th- there was thought behind right but the way it was all portrayed and how it came across it's as if um, uh, 4,000 years in the future there had been a nuclear war and humanity was rebuilding and uh, suddenly the uh, humanity had to start from like tribes and caveman days again and this is like an alternate reality where humans have been mutated by nuclear fallout and they were rebuilding culture um, wow, you got a lot of got, that. Yeah, I didn't get any of that Literally, from Todd's the, explanation. The entire time I was thinking, I bet there is no one in this entire theater that really thinks this is neat. <laughs> <laughs> but he he put his heart and soul into it in that fake French accent at the end. And even the fake French accent, like he had to think about how he wanted to portray himself on stage. And then he did like it as not a part of the performance. He asked like, oh, is there any other announcements I need to make before intermission? That was also in the French French accent. accent. Yes, it it was his stage voice. And then his merch table voice was. uh, Uh, I didn't. If you're going to do a voice and still stay in in the environment, you got to stay in character. I guess. So, did you tell Mark what he was selling at? uh, at No, because I didn't see. There were little tiny plastic bags filled with some sort of organic-looking substance, and he was selling them as remnants of the last. Uh, species to go extinct or something. Wow, that is deep. Yeah. His puppet creations reminded me of creatures from Silent Hill, if you're familiar with that yeah, game Yeah, I can series. see that. Yeah. I can see that. Or like the Dark Crystal, if you took all of the all of the skin <laughs> off Skeksis. of the things from dark, the Dark Crystal, that's what it kind of looked like. <laughs> A little Giger-esque. It was amazing how creepy they were, but yet they were still made out of sticks. Yeah. If you yeah. arrange sticks in such a particular fashion, it comes across as uh, alarming. And the one creepy. that he had as the head, the little, it did that have a little face had, on it. It like, looked like the Giger alien it, face. It did. It had like an elongated skull. <laughs> We're talking about this like it made any sense. I think my but. favorite uh, part, and by favorite, I mean uh, stuck with me the most, <laughs> was when he uh, like put all four of his hands and feet together and then like poured paint on them and started rubbing his hands that made me so anxious not only because i was like two feet away from him and he had a mask on but because we're in this beautiful location that it was like a church with a pipe organ with a wood floor in front and he had a blanket down or whatever but i was so anxious that he was gonna like put his hands and feet on the floor and just leave painted footprints and the handprints i mean when he pulled out the paint we didn't know where he was going with that for all we knew at the time he was gonna like squirt paint on the audience (laughs) that's gallagher-esque that would not have been out of the question (laughs) 
yeah oh that was that was quite something though. but I, I think if if we can share any sort of photo or video just of that balloon suit i yeah i think i'll post that i'll try yeah. to get the vid, the video part of it up too but yeah you'll check our check the mark and Toddcast facebook page and and i'll post that because it is both exactly what it described but still not how you're picturing it <laughs> i would say <laughs> we should find out his name and actually give him uh credit i should well and i didn't say i well mostly because i forgot who we saw last night but i didn't want to disparage a because of my lack of art knowledge i didn't want to disparage art by naming something that i it's safe to say what was the show that you were at (laughs) so mark you remember uh jason webley yeah yeah so it this is a project that jason webley is putting on this summer he's gathered a group of performers and musicians uh nine of them in total and they are living on a raft that they are floating uh up the willamette from eugene to portland and they are stopping along the way and uh, doing little concerts and uh, performances. At public parks. Yeah. Little free concerts. Yeah, it's a neat idea, and I'm interested to see this. It's some 30-foot cobbled-together art boat that they'll be on, it sounds like, with him and six other performers. So maybe Painted Feet Guy will be there doing his art. Yes. Uh, I, l- I looked a little bit more closely, I think, on who's going to actually be on the boat. Um, and I don't know if he's going to be on there. Okay. Uh, but definitely that uh, the first guy, the hat guy. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, the hat and suitcase. Oh yeah, Mark, the suitcase mime guy did like a bunch of stuff with his, with his hat. You know, twirling up and down his arm and landing it on his head. All that old vaudeville stuff. It was great. He was really good. Oh yeah, I really enjoyed him. But uh, actually, actually no, I think it was the girl who did the video thing. I was confused by her because it seemed like the last two seconds she started singing and okay. it was very. She was a nice singer, but she hadn't sung. She did some sort of improv group thing, yeah. which I would have rather just heard her sing. Yeah, I was I was wishing that as well. Um, what did you find there? Anything? I've had a picture of the troupe. Yeah, so that, that that's the vaudeville hat guy, uh, and that that's the uh, balloon. Oh, man. yep, 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 yep. Um, but and the lassoer. They do not list the names. Maybe it's, it's it's listed on that. Oh, uh, uh, rivercircus.com. Rivercircus.com. So yeah, find find out more more yeah. there. Free plug for them. So Brian, why are why why are you here? Well, we are here because I got something in the mail that I'm very excited for, Ooh. and I wanted to do uh, an obnoxious uh, unboxing podcast audio nice. only um, of this. Yeah, item. I was saying it's like my birthday. Mark had a surprise topic, and then you have a have an actual surprise too. So all right, so what should we what should we do here? Okay, um, sure. I'll pull it out and then we can start talking about it. Well, I, first I'm going to take my vest off. Okay. Because it's related. Oh, well, no, I'm not, not some... yet. Oh, I don't have my so, computer plugged here in. Here are some cups. Uh, here is a Pepsi. Here is a Coke. We're going to take the Pepsi challenge. <laughs> and here is the main event. So uh, you can describe what I'm doing to Okay, so you have a FedEx box that uh, is a black Coca-Cola box that looks like, I don't know, like any warehouse type box with some Coca-Cola branding on it. Uh, you have a, put a can of Pepsi and Coke down on the table with some red Solo cups. Are we going to do beer pong? <gasps> Here it is. Whoa. It is a you new, have a, a new, new Coke. can of new Coke. A new can of new Coke. Wow. Wow. Oh, and it has a Stranger Things uh, tag on the back. Nice. So have you heard of this uh, promotion <coughs> that Coke is doing with Stranger Things this year? I no. haven't. 
Uh, okay, so the new season of Stranger Things comes out this summer, um, and uh, Stranger Things is fine, whatever. I like the first season. The second season I thought was lame. Uh, I'm ambivalent towards it coming back, but what I am excited for is that it takes place in 1985 this year, um, which was the year that New Coke initially came out. So they have teamed up with Coke, and I guess uh, there will be New Coke in the show, and they're celebrating by <laughs> having brought back New Coke, which is amazing to think about that, that something that his, uh, was such a disaster, enough time has finally passed where Coke... It's like Atari re-releasing the the ET game, re-releasing the ET. Totally, <laughs> yeah. I guess enough time has passed that right. it, they can laugh at it. Again Embrace now. it ironically. Yeah. Um, so it also which is came... what ET stands for. Enough time. <laughs> ET is passed. Uh, so in the Stranger Things box, let's see. We also got a uh, Coke Zero Stranger Things mini bottle. Uh, whatever. Mini I don't care about bottle. that. A, so this you order what what where did you order this? What is this? So this uh, like a Stranger Things pack. Yeah, it's a Stranger Things pack. This this was one of uh, three ways to get this new Coke. It was actually okay. rather hard to get. Um, you could much like the Unipipers canned beer that I can't seem to hunt down. <laughs> Hopefully today after the show, I can finally find some. So uh, when the, to, to kick off this promotion, they installed some uh, Stranger Things Coke machine pop-ups around the country where you could actually get this for free. Whoa. Um, they essentially hid some old new Coke-style Coke machines in various locations. Um, one that I heard a story about was in uh, a barcade in New York City, and uh, it, it was like the secret back room, and you just had to walk in and know it was there. And then there was a man in like the hazmat suit from Stranger Things standing in front of this Coke <laughs> machine with no instructions on how you interact or get your Coke. And so <laughs> this guy was like, I, I just walked in there and I, I, I said to the man, like, uh, how does this work? And he, he just like points at the machine. <laughs> <laughs> and he just pushes the button and gets one. He's like, oh, cool. And then he, he has like, can, can I get another one? <laughs> <laughs> that would be crazy. Uh, and then I think at like some, some uh, you can go to the Coke factory tour or something and, and get it. Um, or you could uh, fight every single other person at a certain time when these went uh, for sale on the Coke store. And, of course, when that happened, the Coke website just crashed. Wow. And I spent, like, over an hour just, like, refreshing and getting a 503 error, a 501 error. Can you imagine if that happened while you were in line at Target when their whole system went down? <laughs> <laughs> It just be like witnessing the end of the world. <laughs> so wow, I, so that's a lot of. I, I was persistent. I have no idea what these are selling for on eBay now, um, but uh, I I got victory. I was victorious, and uh, here we have new Coke, and uh, let's give it a taste. Cool. Okay, I need so to... I have a conspiracy theory. Okay, you know, I, I subscribe to the new Coke was introduced. Uh, you know, it it was a marketing venture, and and. I, guy's name that starts with the letter z and i remember it, he was super famous for for uh being the marketing manager that invented this whole shenanigans with old coke new coke and um in the end they went back to the original recipe sans cane sugar and shifted to high fructose corn syrup and so the entire uh effect of the new Coke shenanigans was to distract from the fact that they shifted the old Coke recipe to high fructose corn syrup. Wow. Interesting. See, I heard a similar conspiracy theory where they just brought the new version in to revitalize yes. their old brand to, which makes less sense. That's the that's one I'd always heard. Very expensive. Yep. And right. then, and then there's also the theory that um, they, well, first of all, they, they did continue to make new Coke after they got rid of new Coke and they right. reintroduced Coca Cola classic, but then they called it Coke two. Oh, I don't remember Coke 2. I remember the jingle. It was like, new Coke 2. 
Um, wow. But but uh, supposedly the formula for Diet Coke was the same thing as New Coke, just replaced the sugar with whatever was in aspartame. See, and I thought yeah. New Coke was supposed to taste more like Pepsi. Pepsi. Is that the thing? So oh, that is sweeter. So that's why, why you have the regular Pepsi. Pepsi. Well, Actually, I haven't I, had regular soda in so long. I, I, yeah. Okay, so I, I was thinking we just get our own cup. But actually, I think the way to do this might be just to... This is like the good old Pepsi challenge. It is. That's ex- literally what we're doing here. <laughs> so I think what I'm most curious about is if I just taste some new Coke, would I tell any difference? Would I be like, that's not the same? Oh, that's... Well, you should start with that one then, I guess. It, it, uh, so that was the new the new Coke that you just tasted. It, 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 right off the bat, I was like, wow, that's, that's sweeter. Okay. See, and I had no frame of reference because I've only had diet sodas since like the early 90s. Did you ever have new Coke? I don't think I did. I definitely did at the time. Like it was the height of my being 14, 15 years old. And we were all about the sweet (laughs) after only having (laughs) diet drinks. It does taste it does taste more like Pepsi. So I'm going to go straight to Coke now. All right. I'm going to rinse my mouth out with this water. It, so the, that was the, the regular Coke that you tasted? The difference is there. It's subtle. Um, I would say the regular Coke now tastes a little bit more acidic. We need uh, a palate cleanser, <laughs> some bread or something like that, some sorbet. Do you have any sorbet <laughs> laying sorbet. around? All it's, right, I'm going to try the regular Coke. It's not as big of a difference as I was expecting. Right. And that was always my you know, comment at the time. It's like... It's like the taste at the very end. There's two parts of it. Yes. And the new Pepsi, the first part of it is more prominent in the or in the new Coke it is, and the, the regular Coke, whatever comes after, after. is is the longer. And that's note. literally what um what the diagnosis so the Pepsi challenge, the reason more people selected Pepsi was because it was sweeter and had a faster reaction. With oh, you, with your oh, taste, wow. so you like you immediately tasted the sweetness. But if you were to have a can of Coke over the 30, 40, 50 minutes, you have a longer tail of flavor that right. lasts with you longer, and that experience isn't accounted for in the Pepsi challenge. And so, although you have, like, you like Coke over time. In the moment, Pepsi tastes you like faster. The Pepsi better. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Tastes better faster. All right. Has anyone tried the regular Pepsi yet? Yes, I have tasted them all now, and it's what's weird. I, after tasting all three, I think I like New Coke the best. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it tastes the it, it tastes in the middle. Like Pepsi is definitely kind of at one end, and the Coke is at the other, and then the New Coke kind of tastes in the middle. They are very similar, though. Yeah, they're, they're really, we're splitting hairs. Mm-hmm. The Pepsi's still a little bit sweeter, yeah. I think. Uh huh. And that's why wow, I think I like that's crazy. Here, let's play the Pepsi Challenge ad from 1983. Pepsi versus Coke. The Pepsi Challenge. And all across America, more people pick Pepsi. Pepsi. Time after time. I took the Pepsi Challenge. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, how exciting. Uh, it, was, it was at uh, the San Diego County Fair. Oh, fun. It's like a child's dream. Wait, I don't remember this song at all. No. Pepsi Net. Was Pe- oh, Pepsi Free is what I'm thinking. Mm. Was one of the Pepsi, uh, the Diet Pepsi knockoffs that must have used saccharin maybe instead of aspartame or whatever. Well, that had its moment of 
fame in Back to the Future when he tries to oh, order that's right. a Pepsi, a Pepsi free, free after after ordering a tab. You got to pay tab. for that Pepsi. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, well, that was interesting. That's fantastic. And it is funny that they do like when you have to really think about it, you can taste those little subtle differences. That was cool. Stranger Things. If good for nothing else, then uh, bringing back it new gave Coke. us the pep. Yeah, the, I guess not the Pepsi challenge, the new Coke challenge, which will forever be marred with the uh, Bill Cosby as spokesman. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> that that's why we don't hear about pudding pops anymore. Do you remember pudding pops? <gasps> I loved I loved pudding, pudding pops. pops. They were so good. Yeah, that and Vianetta they don't make anymore. Do you remember Vianetta, which was the dessert? Like it was all oh, the roll, the log of dessert. Yeah, I used to just eat <laughs> eat those. Like the whole thing at once, all during college, they had the mint flavor, and it was so good. Jello pudding pops. Oh, I liked the the vanilla ones were pretty good too. Mm-hmm. Anyway, remember remember these things from our childhood. Do you have the member berries on your? I don't. Board? I was looking for it. I don't have anything. <laughs> um, all I have is Mark. So you can get uh, a new Coke can on eBay for about ten bucks. Okay, for about ten bucks, and I paid. 20 for two and then two bottles things. and shipping yeah oh and then i never took, oh yeah yeah i never took my vest so what's off. under there <gasps> nice <laughs> see there you go you're a brand new shirt that says the new best. coke the best just got better that's pretty great <laughs> that's worth it then if that came up with all that too nice well thank you for bringing that by that was that was a wonderful little treat in the middle of our show my here. pleasure i've been looking forward to doing that for a while yes you can also buy a can of coke <gasps> there's two. coke there too does that say two hundred dollars two hundred and fifty dollars <laughs> wow yeah i guess yours not from 1993 oh you still have one that's unopened i i uh caution you in wherever you store those because my collection of pepsi cans that had these Star Wars, the Phantom Menace characters. Yes, I have. It. I have a Queen Amidala at home. I have all of them, or had all of them, in my army tr- uh, army trunk that had like all of my school memories from junior high, high oh, school, no. and college, and like three of them exploded at some point. Oh no! So the Phantom Menace literally ruined half of my childhood. <laughs> Twice. 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 <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty great. Half oh. my stuff is just all soaked in old. <laughs> An old Pepsi with like General Palpatine's face on it. <laughs> uh, well, where can we find more about what the Unipiper is up to? Uh, I encourage folks to check out Weird Portland United if they haven't yet. Um, please uh, check that out at weirdportlandunited.org and you can sign up and uh, help us uh, keep Portland weird. And uh, if you'd like to support the Unipiper, check out what I'm up to over at unipiper.com. And look, look for all three of us, not on this, uh, not on this Portland at the movies, um, but usually at portlandatthemovies.com where we all talk about movies that take place in, or in, were shot in Portland um, and on YouTube at Binsworthy, <laughs> where you can catch the first season of Binsworthy now. Now uh, streaming. Now streaming on YouTube.com. Uh, so go check that out. Well, thank you for joining us, Brian. Um, we'll take a little break here and then we'll come back. Yes. Speaking of that, it's a total player <laughs> piano song. That type of ragtime. Yeah, ragtime. <laughs> <laughs> so I put together a uh, a little quiz show, if you will, of uh, that I call "Candidate 
or killer. Ooh, okay. And so we have uh, currently 23 Democratic presidential candidates, many of whom I've never heard of. Yes. uh, Nor have I remembered their name. And uh, Oregon has uh, a death row. And uh, do we? We do. That seems unusual. Uh, And life sentences. Yeah. Yeah. And so. Oh, wait. Um, do they, if you're just spending life in prison, are you considered on death row if they don't have a plan for execution? Oh, that's a good question. Um, we do, we do have the death penalty, okay. uh, invoked in, we in just Oregon. Rarely we just exercise rarely it, exercise okay. it. And so, uh, it must not make the prisons enough money. I have 12 people and I'll list their name, uh, and you decide whether that person is a current president <laughs> candidate okay, or uh, inmate on death row in the state of Oregon. <laughs> All right. Candidate or killer. Okay. Okay. Uh, number one is, uh, is easy. Uh, David Taylor. Uh, that is a death row inmate. Death row inmate. Indeed. <gasps> Ooh, uh, I need to like a, a celebration sound. Ding. <laughs> Not that one. Not that one. Okay. Um, Correct. So we'll mark this down. Uh, Taylor killed uh, Tino Gutierrez, uh, 22, um, to use his car as a getaway car in a bank robbery. And Gutierrez's body was dismembered and uh, burned in the woods southwest, or buried in the woods southwest of Eugene. (laughs) Jeez Louise. (laughs) These are fun. Uh, (laughs) That's Tig Notaro's Tig Hardlover. (laughs) <laughs> uh number two michael davis michael davis i'm gonna go with boy candidate he is a murderer um <laughs> so uh he murdered uh, belinda faye flanagan a stripper at the five spot club and uh shot dead in 1991 yeah okay <laughs> Number three, Steve Bullock. Huh. That doesn't sound familiar at all. So I'm going to go, even though I know it's probably now going to be a a candidate, I'm going to go with murderer. He is a candidate. Uh, Ah. So signature issues expected to make campaign finance reform a priority while also pushing early childhood education and other policies aimed at reducing economic inequality. What was his name? Steve Bullock. And you'll never remember that again. Good luck, Steve. We're all rooting for you. Uh, Julian Castro. Oh, I, I I just saw him on Fox News, of all things, because Colin was in between movies and it was just playing and then I forced him to stop. So I did, he's a Democrat. He was on Fox News. Indeed. And people were clapping for him. Opted out of challenging Senator Ted Cruz for the Senate in 2018. Uh, he's emphasized a platform of universal pre-kindergarten, Medicare for all, and immigration reform. Huh. Cool. Um, Number five, Michael McDonald. Michael McDonald? Isn't he a singer from the 70s? I think that McDonald. uh, This is McDonald. Oh. (sighs) Killer? Killer. Uh, Serving a 10-year sentence for perjury and theft when he walked away from the penitentiary farm in 1984 and he encountered and stabbed Joey Kiever, 22, in Roseburg. He stabbed him 42 times. Okay. I don't know what that was. 
<laughs> okay, number six, um, Marianne Williamson. Oh, well, that's a girl, and I haven't heard of her, so I'm assuming she's a killer. She Mark, is a Democratic uh, candidate. Oh, I was going to say because Mark, it's 2019. Women can be murderers too. They can be, but not Marianne Williamson. Okay, this is the only presidential candidate that I have met personally. So, oh wow! So she is a uh, self help guru and. Uh, <laughs> She starred in What the Bleep Do We Know? Uh, she she wasn't in What the Bleep, but she could have been. Uh, uh, so her signature issue, she has proposed a $100 billion rep, uh, reparations for slavery being distributed $10 billion each year over a decade for economic and education projects. Huh. Yeah. Uh, so you got that one wrong. <laughs> Because depending on who you are, that's maybe scary. I don't have yeah. anything else to play with that. <laughs> okay, Matthew Thompson. Matthew Thompson. All these names are so generic. Every single one of them. Yes. Even even Julian Castro seems like that's a generic <laughs> name, but just in a different language. So who is this again? Ted Ma- Williams? Matthew Thompson. <laughs> Ted Williams. The baseball player who had his head frozen in the 70s? Yes. Matthew Thompson. Well, Matt Thompson was my very first creative director in Yakima, who is awesome. So it's not him. So I don't know. I'll go with I'll go with Killer. He is a killer. Oh, yes. Uh, so uh, convicted him. Uh, so the, the Multnomah County jury convicted Thompson of murdering Andrew McDonald, which didn't you bring? Did you say? Oh, did you say Andrew McDonald? No, I said Ted Williams. Oh no, that was Michael McDonald. Oh, Michael McDonald. Yeah. Uh, he stabbed McDonald fourteen times and returned to a Portland tavern he'd been kicked out of. Oh, he's oh, local. After, after oh, returning, right. yeah, he returned to the tavern that he'd been kicked out of and uh, stabbed him to death. Oh, okay, good times. Wow. Okay, uh, we're uh, number eight of twelve. So number eight, uh, Wayne Messam. Wayne Messam. Messam. I barely knew her. Oh, shoot. I guess <laughs> barely knew him. Um, oh, boy. I don't know. A candidate. He is a candidate. Oh, nice. Uh, he's uh, another uh, black candidate. Uh, he has proposed canceling the $1.5 trillion in student debt owed by 44 million Americans. All right. Uh, correct on that one. And... Let's go to number nine. Number nine is Michael Hayward. Here's Michael McDonald, by the way. (laughs) Do you remember this guy? Oh, yeah. Kiss me free. (laughs) This is from the movie Running Scared, which we all remember starring Billy Crystal and the tap dancer guy. Anyway, so who is this new guy? Michael Hayward. Exhausting. A killer? He is a killer. Oh, yay. Yes. Uh, so he beat to death uh, Francis Well at 28 at a Dairy Mart uh, in Eugene, shattering her skull with a metal bar. Uh, correct. Okay, now we're almost done. John Hickenlooper. 
He is a candidate. He is a candidate. Because I feel like I've heard that name before. You, Finally, we have a have. memorable name. Yes, Hickenlooper, uh, he's stressed his record of consensus building around issues like expanding Medicaid, gay rights, and gun control. Huh. All right, two left. <laughs> Bruce Turnage. That's... Sounds like a, a politician that he'll use the turn in his last name somehow cleverly on his sign. It'll be like a different color. Like, we're turning things around, and it'll be like... Bruce Turnage uh, is not a candidate. He is a killer. Oh, and <laughs> That committed crime with his son, Joshua. Oh, well, that's nice. <laughs> so keeping the family keep together. The family. They get to do uh, something together. They bombed a West Coast bank in 2008, and uh, two police officers were killed, and uh, an Oregon State Police senior trooper, another officer, lost his leg in the, in the transaction. So, what year uh, was that? Uh, 2008, December 12, 2008. Wow, I don't remember hearing about that at all. Yeah, bombing, wow. bombing in Woodburn Bank. At a bank, yeah, I, I vaguely remember that. Um, and then. Last but not least, Michael Bennett. Michael Bennett. There's how many Michaels have there been? They've all been Michael. Michael, Matthew, Michael, Steve, Julian, Bruce, David, <laughs> John, Wayne, Marianne, and Michael. Jeez, that is insane. Well, and Elizabeth, <laughs> Warren, Joe. She's not on my list, right? Biden, <laughs> I know, just Bernie, I guess. Buttigieg. Pete. Pistol Pete, uh, Michael Bennett, um, candidate. He is a candidate. He's a moderate Democrat known for seeking compromise. Oh. He's called for modernizing the economy in fields like artificial intelligence and increasing infrastructure spending. Wow. Uh, so, of the twelve, one, two, three. I have literally four, never heard any of those five, names before six, in my life. Seven, eight. Uh, so you ha- have. Uh, a 66% uh, success rate. And those were just ideas. guesses based on how many I thought <laughs> would be McCoy. in a row. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, they can't do three in a row. <laughs> that is crazy. Candidate or killer. Yeah, good, wow. good job. <laughs> that is so crazy. It's exhausting already. Yeah. Man. <sighs> do we have the first Democratic uh, uh Debates coming up. Okay, and so they've taken twenty of the twenty-three. They've just nixed the other three and just said, eh, "You're not really ready for stage yet." Who did they kick out? Uh, probably three Michael, of the people. <laughs> Michael, two of the Michaels, <laughs> and four of the Stevens, and Marianne, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah. So uh, we it'll be two nights: uh, ten on the first night, ten on the second night. Wow! And you'd think of like. What a mess. You, you're just hoping to get a sound bite out. You know, I'm yeah. just waiting for this. Well, it's like when you're one a, question. When you're a new member on Saturday Night Live and you're just right. praying for a line in the sketch so Anything. people will remember you. Anything. And you could prove to your parents that you were up on that stage. <laughs> I really was, Mom. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to uh 2019, 2020. Man. It's gonna be it's gonna be a really crappy 18 months. It so, is because it just—I mean—it never ends. It <laughs> just can't, can't get have peace for one moment. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I was going to say one other thing, but now I can't remember. 
Well, as I try to think in the back of my head about what I was trying to remember, you can listen to Fun Employment Radio. They are having a live show, I think, um, this coming Saturday, the Saturday after. Uh, they have it on their website, so it's a, it's a midday Saturday show. I think it begins, uh, begins at 11 in the morning, and then they usually do something fun after that, whether it's cornhole or bingo. or uh, The event part is free, but if you want to go see them do their live show, you can get tickets for that, so check out funemploymentradio.com for that. Um, Unipiper.com... What else? Anything else? Oh, well, you will be in. Go to uh, so we're going to be off for, uh, or sporadic at least. I'm trying to set something <clears> up <throat> while you're gone, but I don't know if that will come through. But yeah, you will be in in China. Yeah. So I'm going to Beijing, Dalian, and I've noticed Shanghai. already that you're, speaking of Madonna, <laughs> who Beijing. adopted the British accent, Beijing. you are now saying Beijing, Beijing. and Beijing. Taiwan differently. And Shanghai. Oh, Shanghai. That's what Shanghai. I'm thinking of. I believe Mark is called Shanghai. <laughs> yeah. Shanghai. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm I'm doing an audio book on uh, learning Mandarin. Uh, it's it, it's is a, a mess. It's a mess. <laughs> 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 but yeah, you'll have to, I forgot to say this before when you were talking about it uh, before we recorded, but you'll have to do some audio recordings and we yes. can piece it together into a show because you're going to try to do some interesting sightseeing while you're there and, and transportation issues and trying to see the Great Wall and all that. So yeah, you'll have to uh, take some recordings. Yeah, and, I'm trying and, to take public transportation to the Great Wall from Beijing. And uh, that will be an interesting experience. Yeah, yeah. So uh, thank you for listening. We'll be a little sporadic, but we will have a Portland at the Movies with Brian and I, and I believe a special guest will be coming on. Uh, we are going to ambush our special guest with a mostly uh, terrible movie, I'm imagining. I'm not sure what we'll be watching. Yet, but uh, So pay attention for that. That'll be in a couple of weeks. Uh, other than that, we will see you later. I'm going to take you out with um, one of the songs I really like off the Madonna, new Madonna Mal- uh, album, Madam X, called Batuka. So we will see you guys later. Bye-bye.